0: A round table is a Star Wars session special. Yeah, it is a round table. It's a Star Wars session special. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to Star Wars. Roundtable sessions, that's right. We have a special roundtable session for you tonight. But before that, you know who I am. I'm Jabba the Hud. My name is Matt Hudson. And joining me, as ever, is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. It's Master Bly Walker himself, Luke Bly. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm not too bad,
1: matey. Not too bad. I've just done a cheeky weekly shop. It wasn't too busy. And do you know what? The whole time I was thinking, man... We get to sit down with some spicy gentlemen soon and chat some Star Wars. And I couldn't wait, mate. I rushed back and we are here. We are ready. It's Star Wars time. And we've got some naughty, naughty guests with us, haven't we, Matty boy?
0: We have. I always like spending my evenings with men talking about Star Wars and tonight is no <laughs> different. <laughs> Absolutely. So to start us off, it is
1: the king of the West Midlands, the hairy legend. The amazing Jamie Stangroom. Hello, Jamie. Evening, gentlemen. How are you both? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. How 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 is Star Wars treating you lately? Star Wars or, or life in general? Uh, uh, forget life, mate. Life is yes, a write off oh, at this. Star Wars is where it's at,
2: isn't it? Really? <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? Like it's um it's been teasing us for a little while. It's been quiet, hasn't it? Because I'm not a gamer, you know. So the recent. Uh, Game release was, wasn't uh, something that uh, entered my life. But, you know, we keep, um, I'm going to make a, a reference here that won't necessarily translate across the pond, but I, I've been watching more daytime TV than ever. And I keep hearing, like, you know, the likes of Lorraine Kelly saying, we really need Coronation Street back in our lives. You know, we need some normality. <laughs> I need the Mandalorian back in my life. Is so it, this is, yeah. this, this is great it. Sessions.
0: <laughs> Forget Forget yeah. that. Google Lorraine Kelly, guys, if you're across the pond, she's a national treasure. But uh, yeah, Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. We've missed no, you. Thank you, thank you for having me.
1: And 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 talking of across the pond, we are joined by another spicy, spicy legend, the king of the west coast. It's Ken Knapsok. How are you, Ken?
3: I am great. I am both a, a posh and sporty spice for you today. <laughs> and, uh, be having this conversation, uh, love <laughs> Star Wars. It's this worldwide conversation we all can plug into. Oh, you
0: know, fantastic smorgasbord of hair and facial hair here. We've got Master Blywalker, we've got Obi Wan Ken Apsok, we've got Stango Fett. We're ready, guys. We're ready. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, I, I did I did ask that I never appear on air with Stangroom again, but I, I'll let him. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, the request was mutual, so I, I don't know quite what happened here, but we'd
0: we'll have to so mediate. Here we
3: are
2: we'll have to get through are.
1: it somehow ken we'll, we'll, we'll manage buddy <laughs> but that's what the mandalorian does doesn't it it just it unites the world and seemingly so far we'll find out in a couple of days it's uniting the fandom and that is what we're here to talk about this is a tiny little mandalorian season two pre-hype show and i'm sure we're all excited uh in in a couple words let's go around the room in in our little virtual cantina and say you know what we most excite for the mandalorian season two ken do you want to start us off
3: mate yeah i, I want to find out what is still the way oh we we, we are we're off and going but how's that going to change and that's what i'm looking for mm. nice no, nice answer matty boy what are you thinking mate
0: Oh, how do I follow that? Um, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Baby Yoda back in action. I know I'm basic, but I need more of that baby in my life.
1: Mm, that's a good one. Jamie, what are you thinking? I'm looking forward to being able to
2: watch it with the grown-ups and not have to look over my shoulder all the time. That's all I'll say on that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. In, in the UK as well, we're not going to be um, doing the old parts of the Caribbean, are we? We're all doing it. <laughs> We I have no idea it. what you're
2: talking about, by the way. <laughs> Is that in the first
1: place? <laughs> I'm talking about Pirates of the Caribbean,
0: Jamie. Oh, well, okay. you know, yes. fine,
1: fine. We're also a Pirates podcast as well as Star Wars. No. Um, Got it. It's, it. it's all good. It's all good. What about you, though,
0: mate? What are you looking forward to
1: most? Listen, I'm looking forward to just seeing expanded lore i just want the mandalorian to to keep on pushing what it what it's already done just expanding the universe just making things interesting giving us more detail on planets on on even like silly things species right mandalorian season one we actually saw some original trilogy species it's lovely to see new species but it's just small things i don't i don't know the 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 show does it just so well i'm i'm buzzing for it but does anyone think anyone is going to die this season and if so who it's a nice way to start off
2: Uh, i'll open the floor (laughs) to our guests in that case in terms of core characters we're talking here obviously yeah Yeah. Uh, i i personally if the episodes are as short again as they were in season one i've got a feeling they won't it's almost like a half season i think maybe we'll build up to a death in. In season uh, three, which apparently is already going into production, isn't it? But uh, my my guess, my, my sh- the short answer is no. I don't think there will be. Um, but what do I know? Um, I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking no, and I'm also thinking surely it's too soon for him to give up the child as well because that that child sells. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm staring at a at a Black Series uh, one inch uh, child uh, figure right now on my desk. Yeah. I I actually would tend to agree with Jamie that I, I I think if I have to put some money down in Vegas, I'm saying no. If I have to say uh, hedge a bet a little bit, I would say grief carga yeah. only because that was kind of the plan. Maybe as it was revealed in the Disney Gallery series that you know Carl Weathers might have been uh, there to die, but that he's just so good that uh, why would you want to kill off Carl Wethers? Uh, and so I would still hold to that but
0: he's he's a candidate for me. You took the words out of my mouth there, Ken because I'm thinking that I can't see them killing off Cara Dune yet. I think she's got a lot to give. They're not mm. obviously uh, the, the baby's safe. Where, where he ends up at the end of season two is anybody's guess at the minute but the latest teaser did give us some idea but I think if anyone's going to go out of the, the core, it's going to be uh, grief how that happens. I don't know, but I've got a sneaky feeling that episode seven might be, uh, might be the end of the run for grief. Okay. Mm. Do you know what?
1: I think with grief, I really think, you know, I don't know. I, I could, I could see a couple deaths happening here. Ooh. I really, I really do. I think Mandalorian's going to bring us back down to, to, earth. So to speak, <laughs> um, or whatever planet they're going to be on. Um, but I do think you know Cara Dune, right? I think there's something about her and about her character. I think she's very brave, right? She she's just she's she's a good guy. She's a hero. She she came out of the rebellion at the time of the New Republic. You know when that was being established because she didn't like the mundane work. She felt like, well, what is she fighting for? Um, I think a character like that could. I don't know. I think if we really want to feel the gravitas of a situation, you know, if we really want to fear a villain, then I feel like we're going to have to lose something. And it's not going to be Mando. And like like um, I think Jamie already said, it's not going to be the little baby. You know, they're not going to do that. I I think Cara, and I know that's probably, you know, not, not uh, going to be a popular opinion, but I could see it happening. That's just my two cents anyway. It might be popular for some people who are yeah, not oh, yeah. Peter <laughs> right now. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, true, yeah. true, yeah, true. Yeah, but. I don't know. Yeah, it's it it's a it's a funny one. But I actually think I, I, I'm expecting this series um, to do to do really well. And is it me? We, we've had two two trailers, right? Two proper trailers, and it seems like we've had a lot of similar footage. Which personally, I really like that. I dug that. Um, now what i noticed about this series one marketing material was a lot of it was around the first couple of episodes when you when you look back we didn't get a great deal of the rest um do you think that's going to be like a similar thing again with with this material we're mostly going to see scenes from the start of the series and then later on into the series we're going to get more uh, more juice
3: yeah i i i think we yeah, we were talking about on a force center that uh, that that in, especially in that special tease that they just put out this uh, past week, that chase, that sequence, that uh, you got the Mithril uh, character there, the Horatio dances character, like it, it looked pretty epic, like a cool battle. But I, that—that that has all the makings of a cold open to the sh- series type of feel to me. Could be, I could be way off base, and it's part of something else. But you know, I just had that had that feeling of like we're gonna get up and go pretty fast. So yeah, I kind of agree with you there that we haven't seen much beyond a couple episodes.
2: Mm. Yeah, that first trailer. I mean, it, it feels like there's been a trailer and a bit because mm-hmm. there was just a few extra clips thrown in, wasn't there? With that sort of second uh, main trailer, it seemed to me, anyway. But um it certainly, yeah. It, I think I've said before as well. It 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 did what a trailer needs to do. You know, or a good trailer needs to do get you kind of excited, get you pumped, but at the same time uh, keep you guessing as well. It doesn't give away. Uh, they haven't given away too much, but at the same time, it does have a different feel, like you said, in terms of the uh, the promotion compared to season one. But just sort of from the shots we've seen, obviously there are some new planets uh, in there as well that people are, are guessing about. There's some familiar looking planets um, too. And yeah, I think they're definitely, they've, they've got to be holding back on something. And obviously there's the, the cameos that people have been uh, speculating about for a long time now. But I've also Ooh. been wondering, we talked about death. What about resurrections as well with um, Queel,
0: is, is he
2: really dead? And IG-11 or is it 88? I get mixed up between my two favorite IG un- units, droids. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm, there must be some, you know, juice, of course, that they're, they're holding back for us.
0: It wouldn't be Lucasfilm if they didn't have some kind of mystery box at play. Um, we mentioned cameos and that, and I'm, to, I'm sure we, I know we're going to get onto those. But I wanted to ask both of you guys, Jamie and Ken, the first season was pretty much acclaimed across the board. So we're going into we're going into season two with our uh, hopes uh, and expectations raised somewhat. But then, of course, you know the the high, higher they go, the higher like, harder they can fall. What are your hopes and fears for season two? What are you kind of hoping they go, to, they steer towards, and what do you hope they steer away from?
2: Uh Jamie, what, what do you hope? Um, oh, how long you got? Um, <laughs> I no, I'm 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 excited on a personal level. I'm excited. I I think I I personally want. Uh, it's such a I think it's such a good criticism that my main criticism is from the first season that the episodes were too short, you know, because I'm basically saying I wanted more. You know, this is not really a harsh uh, criticism. I'm hoping that we'll have, um, you know, because I think we've become accustomed, haven't we, to sort of your 45-minute to one-hour-long episodes, especially uh, on your Netflixes. So I'm hoping for more, uh, more of the same. um, But I'm also, I'm hoping for more continuing of the continuation of the story because I actually uh, I, I'm tight and I didn't I didn't uh, I just did the seven day free trial on Disney plus when it was available in the UK saw what I needed to see and is like, all right I'll see you when Mando season two comes <laughs> uh, so I, I have um, I've just signed up again uh, and I'm rewatching season one and I got through the first three episodes yesterday and they're brilliant I love them I love them again and then I noticed the next episode, episode four or chapter four is uh, Sanctuary, isn't it? And that for me was where there was a bit of a lull. You know, those sort of Ooh. almost um, Don't one-off. Don't about it. I'm sorry, but those sort of what I enjoyed them still, but you know the stories it became this sort of uh almost old school sort of saturday afternoon tv episodic Mm -hmm. you know storylines um story of the week self-contained storylines that didn't continue the overall story and i know some people love those uh, but for me still like them but that's where it started to slow down for me so i'm hoping for more continuing of the continuation of the story and finally i'm also hoping that i know it's done well i know it's been well received uh more or less across the board in the star wars fandom which is a huge achievement these days but also i'm kind of hoping it goes beyond the star wars fandom more than the season one did it's still fair fairly uh, this is weird to say but fairly underground a little bit underground still in terms of the general kind of viewing population i think Mm
0: -hmm. no i hear that
3: i i agree with that jamie in the sense of like it isn't it's hard to compare it to something to Game of Thrones, but it is even like it's like not like a Breaking Bad or something where like everyone's talking about it. Every Star Wars fan is talking about it, but I don't see a lot of non-Star Wars fans talking about it. I mean, it, that's general. There, I'm sure that there is the case, but I, I agree with your point there, Jamie. Mm. What What about your fears for and and hopes for this
1: season, Ken? I'm I'm sure, like like all of us, we could do you know a, an hour or two worth of just on that. Um, but is is there anything that really stands out to
3: you? Um, in terms of hopes, I, I want to keep the, and I know they will, as Favreau's got the plan for it, of, of just no matter how big this gets, and it could, with new characters, and starts. maybe it starts tying into um, events and characters we know in the galaxy, and, and more plot gets added, and that's what shows do, so I'm excited for that, but my hope is that it keeps... What every episode did, which was this these little tone poems of of this emotional journey of this lone warrior becoming a, a parent, essentially, and finding his identity and finding his clan. Uh, I'm drawn in by that. And I agree, you know, episodes four, five and six for me are a little not not. I don't like them as much as the other ones. Um they are villain of the week. Uh, it's a little this. This series is essentially a video game to me. It's a, you, you go on a bunch of side quests and there's some mini bosses and everyone builds up. You know you're building up to fight the big boss at the end, uh, and that's great. So, but you know four, five, and six also continued th- just the emotional journey and it was a little uh, page in the Mando's journal, so to speak. I want that feel still to be there. I'm all about the why of Star Wars more than the hows and the whats, and so I want. Whatever that is, uh, Joseph and I keep talking over at Force Center. Uh, Joseph k- coined the phrase, "You know, we 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 had this is the way, but now what is the cost of the way?" Uh, I I really agree with Joseph on that. Like that, we might learn that kind of stuff here. Um, Some of those hopes, fears. My big fear is for the fandom. Jamie's so right. This this what an accomplishment. Generally, overall loved by everyone in the Star Wars fandom. This series is. I don't know why I said that like Yoda, but. Uh, <laughs> that we've got the danger going into season two is expectations yep. now everyone has an idea of where they want the show to go and that's when you start getting the online quote-unquote discourse going awry
0: star wars fans aren't like that surely <laughs> luke what about you man that like, hopes and fears i know we've spoken as well but we've never really spoken about what you want and what you don't want to happen yeah, so for me, it's already been slightly touched upon. Um, but for
1: me, it's introducing, my, my biggest fear is introducing a lot of uh, characters and the rest of the canon uh, into, the, into the story. And as fans, we're going to be sitting there and freaking out, you know, going, oh, wow, it's blah, 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 blah. But, you know, how's that, what's that experience going to be like for, you know, say, my auntie? You know, my auntie isn't a Star Wars fan. She doesn't really know what's going on, but she loves the Mandalorian. She thought it was brilliant. She's going to be tuning into season two. Will it make sense to her? You know, so spoilers from this moment on, yeah, because I'm sure we're going to mention a couple people uh, if we're all happy to. Um, yeah, you know, will it make sense? Will if Ahsoka, Boba Fett, you know, all, all of these, even characters from books, And cartoon shows um will it be done in the right way um i am a little worried about that and i think uh, a few months ago one of our listeners danny boy was like you know in in the sequel trilogy the reason why uh you know they wrote luke a certain way was that they felt like whenever luke was in the scene he would dominate it you know as opposed to being focused on ray or finn or so on and so forth are we kind of approaching a similar issue with introducing expanded characters into this TV show? And suddenly no one's talking about The Mandalorian. You know, it becomes, you know, an Ahsoka show. It becomes a Boba Fett show. You know, that's one of my concerns. Um, but really, everything else is just absolute hype i really enjoy this show i and actually you know unlike jamie chapter four for me is it's one of my favorite chapters it That's feels okay. like lord of the, it, it's to me mate it's one of like it's like star wars and lord of the rings had a lovely little baby and it's well there is a lord of the rings connection with that episode isn't there mm-hmm. there is mate big time i mean it screams it it screams well, the it.
2: the actor who plays um who would a kind of like um on on the planet that they go to the green planet in the sanctuary. Um, who's the? I don't know. they we'll like, the like or, they look like orcs, like oh, orukai. The, the same. It's the same actor who played like one of the main orukais from uh, Lord of the Rings, who plays the main whatever they are in, in on the green planet. No way. It is. That's the one that the mentioned. flipping yeah. In fact, heck. I'm going to give you his name. I'm
1: going to Google this right now. I think it's Salo someone.
2: One actor yeah. to
0: rule them all. Keep
1: talking. I'll look this up. I can't. That, what an absolute legend, though. But I don't know. When I wake up, I think this was a couple of weeks ago. I woke up early before my missus on a Sunday, and I was sitting there with me brekkie. I had my coffee. And do you know what? I went, do you know what? flipping chapter four mandalorian gonna watch that and i I love it i i've i've watched that episode apart from the pilot episode from like introducing people to the show or whatever i've watched chapter four the most i i love that episode i really have a soft spot for it um but my hopes really Everywhere else, you know, I feel like this. This, I get a feeling this uh, this season is going to deliver, um, but I think it's going to have some darker tones. I think it's there's going to be a bit more risk in it, and hopefully, it's bigger too. You know, like the scope of this show. Uh, I think it's just going to gradually, bit by bit, get bigger. Um, what about you, Matty Boy? What are you thinking?
0: Well, you kind of covered it for me in terms of fears. I do worry. I I'm excited for the new characters coming in. But, um as Ken will, Ken will appreciate people like Cobb Vanth coming in that's just great for fans of canon to be able to think you know what I might read a book in future and they may bring one of these guys into one of the TV series and it makes it all feel a lot bit more connected but at the same time there needs to be a reason you can't just have Boba Fett crawl out of the Sarlacc, Sarlacc's guts <laughs> just because um, Ahsoka I mean again you have to have someone as big as that for a reason Bo-Katan no problems whatsoever with that because, as we saw in the last teaser, Mando says, we need to. I need to find more Mandalorians. Well, I can think of two, one called Bo-Katan and one called uh, Sabine Wren, who we know are out there, who wouldn't be over the top for uh, people who don't know anything about Star Wars. They're just two characters, whereas Ahsoka comes with the fanfare. And I also worry that they may go too big as well so, so soon. They kind of... When, as film fans know, if the first film does well, the sequel tends to try and go a bit bigger and a bit better or big, a bit louder, and something doesn't always work, so I'd be worried about that. But my hopes, though, hopes are what everyone's pretty much said. Let's stick with the core of what made this season one so special is the characters. Um, Mando, Baby Yoda, that relationship, that kind of like father-son relationship and how their arc, especially Mando's arc, is changing. Keep Kara and Grief... On board a little bit more than they were in season one. I think they're going to be judging by the promotional uh, stuff coming out. Um, and like Jamie said, maybe a little bit longer the episodes just to, just because, you know, we're all rabid fans and half an hour's not long enough. We need that extra six minutes of content to keep us going. So that's my kind of hopes and fears. But um, I wanted to know what you guys' favourite episodes were last year because Luke's mentioned four. Jamie wasn't so hot on it. I did like episode six with the collection of bounty hunters, and I know that's kind of. But for a lot of people. I'm also quite a basic. I like the last two. I thought the last two were sensational. But um mm. Jamie, you mentioned four wasn't great. Well he wasn't your favourite. Yeah. What was what was my favourite?
2: It was was it was it was it was fine. No, um hang on, I found the information that nobody needs but are gonna get it Go anyway. Oh, okay, so oh, it was, uh, yeah, Salah Baker. He played the Clatoonian raider captain in The Mandalorian, Chapter 4. And, uh, yeah, he has been credited, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, the entire trilogy, doing stunts. And I believe he was the main uruk type. Shout uh, out to Thala oh. Baker. So there you go. What yeah. a king. What yeah. a king. A captain, in fact. Um, yeah, so um, in terms of – oh, and also I think Luke was saying as well about um, bringing in um characters from canon that might confuse uh your auntie uh i consider myself a pretty you know hardcore <laughs> star wars fan pretty hardcore but i get confused by that kind of thing i've made so no secret i'm catching up with um you know clone wars and rebels mm-hmm. many many years behind uh, everybody else um so when i saw uh, solo I was totally freaked out by Darth Maul popping up at the end. Mm-hmm. I had to like, I think I had to go to a, an Alex Star Wars explained video ah. to explain what the hell I just seen. Genuinely, I had to look it up afterwards. Um, so it can do that. It, mm-hmm. can, um, it can, you know, I, I, ha- I cared enough to look it up afterwards, but uh, I know my auntie wouldn't care enough to look it up afterwards. So it, it can have that, you know, less effect, obviously, on people, uh, the general viewing audience. So that is, is one thing. But then again, there's a lot of canon you know, to keep um, up with as well there is but then again when i do get a, a cameo or an easter egg i i generally enjoy them so
0: uh, anyway but what was the question you asked me sorry but what was the what was the episode of uh, in season 1 which you think really was the the best one
2: well it wasn't 4 we know that Do uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the last um matt you said the last two didn't you and yeah. i think yeah, and I've just watched the first three again and loved them all equally, the first three. I think, do you know what? I'm going with, I know this isn't giving you one. Uh, in fact, I'm going to go with the final one um, because I watched the first three, obviously, at the time and then uh, and loved them. And then there was that kind of little sort of um, lull in the middle that I mentioned. And then it went out with a, with a real bang for me. So I'm going to go with um, the final chapter.
1: Oh,
3: good choice. Good choice. Ken, what are you saying, mate? Uh, I do love episode seven and eight, and mm. and uh, uh, Taika Waititi uh, as a director uh, mm. really just did a great job uh, in, in episode eight. Just uh, comedy, uh, Star Wars comedy. Uh, the, the the loss of IG Eleven hit hit hard, just as the one uh, of, of Quill's loss in uh, episode seven. Um, and, and all the directors did great. I should point out. I love, I love all the work, and that's why my favorite is actually episode two, which was uh, Rick Fami-Yu's, uh work. And that was because I, I didn't know a ton going into the show, but I had heard enough behind the scenes stuff that I thought, I, I thought, and that's the key word, I thought I had a handle on what the show was mm-hmm. going to be, a, including the big reveal. And and I wasn't as excited as I wanted to be. I was like, yeah, all right, underworld bounty hunter. It's just not my favorite Star Wars, but it's cool. And we get to, and episode one comes and it kind of meets those expectations. I'm like, all right, cool. We got something good going on. Music's great. Everything's looking good. Episode two just kind of, tweaked my mind in the best way possible wow. it was i used the phrase earlier but it's it's a it's a slow roasting tone poem it goes from a to b uh and it, it's straight ahead it is a side quest but it means you're learning a lot about the mandalorian in it uh you get to see something familiar but see it again for the first time which is the off-world jawas now we know they have lawn, lawn furniture on top of the sand crawler and exciting <laughs> um, it had comedy i think the 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 Suka joke the the last oh. one with the the Jawa going suka like 10 minutes after the last one is just hilarious. To me. And I just I was watching I was I was stuck in an airport in Phoenix at a, 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 we had an issue we had a, due to do an emergency landing and we we're, were stuck in Phoenix for 10 hours at a close essentially a closed airport and I watched it on my iPhone expecting all right episode 2 more th-, and then I just like this was something I, I didn't expect and I still go back to that one that really set the tone for what was to come after for me
1: oh that is a great answer that is a really really good answer i like that and that's a moment i actually share with my brother uh last year we were watching mando together and uh yeah he was and he he's a bit more skeptical than i am i'm usually glass half full he's usually glass half empty on a lot of stuff but we we do we share so much nostalgia for different things especially fantasy and and storytelling like star wars or lord of the rings and uh watching that episode just to see my brother just like loving it just enjoying it and at the end of it literally just as they were going to cut it off he laughed he started laughing and going they're gonna eat it aren't they (laughs) and he sees him cut off and he he literally put his his head into his hands like laughing like oh are you kidding me this is this is this is it that was what it was all about you know this whole episode eventually just come down to this egg and that's that's it I just think that's lovely. I think it's charming, like really charming. And, I, I you know, you don't often see that in 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 storytelling nowadays, yeah, especially Star Wars. So, yeah, I think that's a cracking choice. Matty Boy, what, what's your option, mate?
0: Yeah, it was. I said seven and eight, but I wanted to shout out to yeah. um, episode three as well, where we've got the, the Batman Mandalorian stalking the halls of um, the client or Werner Herzog. He didn't fancy sharing a libation that evening when he went and took out took the child back. So I like four, five and six, but I like what came uh, you know, what bookended that kind of mid season area a lot more. Not well, not a lot more, but more so than I did. And you know, I wonder how they're gonna approach it for season two. I hope they do, and I believe they are gonna do like more of a more of a contained story where everybody's arcs are together. Even if they're not on the same planet, they're gonna be switching between perspectives per episode and that's kind of what I want is, make like, like Jamie said, not have it as much as like, episode of the week. I want that to be, whereas like four, five, and six yeah, did feel the episode of the week type thing. So um, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, I say, yeah. man. Seven and eight, but also number three.
1: All right. So here's the thing, guys. I've already mentioned it. Um, I'm going to be short. What do you think of the rumored appearances of different characters coming into this show? What, what are your thoughts on that? I know some have been, quote unquote, confirmed by some sources, but there's something about it. To me, Just it, it I've got a gut feeling about it, and it doesn't seem kosher. Not sure if I'm the only one. Ken, what do you think, mate? What, kosher in what, in what sense? I, I'm just not sure if I completely believe it. I'm just not sure that all of these characters, you know, like like we've already listed four,
3: you know, off yeah. the bat. If we're just yeah, yeah, if we're, if we're just listing the names, yeah, I, I, I um, I, I would put uh, uh, many many Republic credits down on the idea that Bo Katan's in this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. that's mm-hmm. something that, um, even going into season one uh, seemed uh, realistic. So uh, that one, as far as like Cobb Vanth, I love the character of Cobb Vanth. Um, I hope he's there, but I'm not holding myself, you know, I'm not holding to those expectations. Uh, Soka, if she's there, I can imagine it being a very tiny part and not being something huge and big. And maybe that means they're planning something else. Um, but the other characters, yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I've got, I've gotten out of the star Wars scoop game, uh, after my days, uh, Jedi council, I don't, I don't stay plugged into sources and, and people who work at Lucasfilm anymore who, share some of those things and, and, um, and part of the reason I do that is, as I, I, uh, I've said before, I, I was told that uh, we were getting a baby Yoda and, uh, it, it took away the joy from that first episode okay. from me. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I, 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 Force Center is not built on Star Wars scoops, so I don't need to pay attention to that. So I'm excited. So therefore I'm like you, I don't know. And I keep a, a good, healthy dose of, dubiousness on some of the characters hope they're there. not necessarily sure it will be
0: Mm, nice answer nice answer so jamie what did you think about the uh these cameos and rumors
2: i mean i am hoping for some um obviously the big uh reveal as ken mentioned was uh baby yoda the child Uh, lucasfilm didn't tell me about that in advance twitter told me because we had that slight delay between uh receiving Mandalorian content here, so you know that big reveal, which they obviously guarded so well it wasn't really uh, leaked uh to my eyes or ears anyway up until that first episode came out, so they did so well to protect it, but then obviously only viewers of which there are a lot in the states uh mostly got to enjoy it you know as as it should have been a big a big reveal but um yeah like I think like Ken said um I think we probably will see ahsoka I, I i think that's quite likely but like ken said i think it will be you know fairly fleeting maybe just one episode and like ken said that will probably lead to a further announcement about a, a separate project it's it's it seems like a mm-hmm. sensible move you know it's a it's a good platform to well i say introduce a new character reintroduce a uh a very popular character and and take uh her off in in that direction but um Yeah, in terms of cameos, uh, I don't know if it's. Do you know what? I don't. If you'd asked me at the start of Mandalorian Season 1, would I like some, you know, original Star Wars characters, uh, prequel characters, whatever, uh, sequel characters, any kind of existing character cameos in The Mandalorian, I would have. I would have given you a, a list as long as a wookie. Honestly, I would have like because I, I I just feel like I'm I'm like a lot of people. I think the sequel trilogy of which I don't have uh, anywhere near as many problems with as it seems quite a lot of people. Um, but I am a little bit tired of uh, you know um, Easter eggs and. Um, Uh, dare I say the sort of uh, Skywalker saga era if you like um when I say tired I mean very lovingly you know you get tired of your kids don't you I'm I'm happy to have a break I'm happy (laughs) to have a break so like uh, not no I haven't got any kids but um, I I, I just imagine you would because that's a good point because they can be annoying so um you know like I would have I would have loved to I would have loved a Boba Fett. Cameo, um, if you asked me, before Mandalorian season one. But looking at it now for Mandalorian season two, and obviously it's just that rumour that will never go away. Uh, I'm, I, I can take it or leave it. I really can take it or leave it. I'm quite happy. I think the Mandalorian has set up its own stall so well, uh, and I'm enjoying the new characters so much. It's almost made me more confident to accept new characters and want more new characters rather than rely on, you know, uh, proven, you know, formulas that we're we're comfortable with.
0: No, I hear that, guys. I, I want to throw. You mentioned a sequel trilogy there, Jamie. You can't go. You can't not mention a sequel trilogy. However, it is linked into the Mandalorian. I just really wanted to ask you guys about this slightly oddball rumor, but depending on who you believe, there's a lot of traction to it. I'm not sure how much it is, but what do you guys think of the idea that Moff Gideon, obviously, well, Giancarlo Esposito is bossing that role. He wants Baby Yoda so he can, and I don't know, use his power or whatever to help bring back Palpatine or keep him alive. What do you think about that wild rumor?
3: It's, uh, it's all about the why, you know, so why would he want to do that? Uh, Other than the surface level stuff, what is he connected to? Does does he feel as though there's a vacuum of power here in this galaxy and, and, and he's more interested in that? Or, or does he want to go join up with something bigger? Because uh, he was just just but he, he was an Imperial Security Bureau officer. And now he's a moth. He's mm-hmm. almost a moth. So does he want to give that up? Does he want to just control this sector? And then what that makes me think, if it's something to that level, and it's revealed, uh, and and you got a guy running around the galaxy saying he's a moth, and he has uh, some stormtroopers and some gear and equipment, and now he's got a, uh, uh, he's tra- chasing down the midi chlorians of a child with the force. At some point, you'd have to think Mon Mothma, Leia, Akbar, Luke would would hear about it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah.
3: And this story is is so on the margins that I wonder if that's where it start could start getting too big. So, um. I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into that rumor too much, but again, I always ask the why and, and the why it could work if, if you do it, if, if you do it right.
1: Mm, Cause it's, it's hard to kind of look at the star Wars canon and see like a force sensitive little Bubba, like our child, like the baby Yoda and think, well, okay, he's meant to be going back to the Jedi, right? That's, that's his kind. Um, and you, you think, well, who's around? It's Luke, isn't it? Right, because there's, there's no one else, is there? There's going to be Luke, and maybe some other Force sensitives are being trained up, and, unless I'm wrong, unless it turns out to be otherwise. Um, and and I mean, I strongly feel at some point in the Mandalorian, I don't think it's going to be this series, maybe not even season three, maybe maybe in a couple seasons' time. I really really feel like we're going to see a de-aged Luke Skywalker being played by Mark Hamill. I could definitely see that happen. Doesn't need to be long, doesn't need to be action filled, just a little scene with with Luke himself. Um, I think that's pretty viable. But does that add complexity to the matter? Because, well, if if Baby Yoda is with the Jedi, then what, does Kylo kill him? Right in the sequel trilogy, like what that it, it feels like, it's almost like a complicated issue to go down. Uh Do you think there's any way around that, or do do you just disagree with that that idea? What are you thinking, guys? Well, basically, it doesn't end well for Baby Yoda, does it? I guess at <laughs> some point,
2: sad <laughs> no. to say,
0: gets his head chopped off. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that is the question, though, because they obviously. There aren't many force-sensitive beings around, or certainly any of that potential power. Um, you have know, Ahsoka, Luke's out and about. You know, Luke's disappeared. What do they do with Baby Yoda when it comes round to the sequel trilogy? Or does it just does he does he just go back to Yoda planet and live yeah, a he's happy not
2: life?
0: Mm, do, you, yeah, do you think? Maybe. Do you re- Do you guys reckon we're going to see the the origins of Yoda, like where he the planet, or maybe a species name? God forbid. I think
3: you're going to get a species name. Yeah. And oh. I think they consulted George on that. I absolutely think so. Uh, whether it's not this season or not, it could be the very end. It could be, you know, E.T.'s spaceship comes down and says, hey, that's my cousin. Uh, you know, let's go to Earth. Uh, it could be. That. <laughs> I, I think you're going to you're going to get that. And I, and I agree. And Jamie's so right. It, it doesn't seem like it's going to end well for this 50 uh, year old kid that we got roaming around. Um, but also we thought that about Ahsoka too, when she showed up, that was one of the things that uh, in Clone Wars, it was like, who, who is this? Oh, Anakin has a Padawan. Well, she's got to be dead by revenge of the Sith because <laughs> you don't even hear a word from her. And um, you know, the, the storytellers got to tell the story they wanted with her and it went places I wouldn't expect. True. So, well, so they, who
0: knows? Well, they're doing that with Ezra. They've done that with Cal Kestis as well for, 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 as of now. Um they don't mm. seem to be able to want to kill off these four sensitives. I'm guessing that's so they can keep them alive in case they need to for future stories,
2: yeah, yeah, and you know if they if they find a Jedi you know and take the child to a jedi, as you mentioned, there's not that many living jedis that we know about in this in this period. The Jedi' is not going to then say, okay, let's take this 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 child this creature.' back to its own kind, i.e. its species, they're going to want to surely keep it and train it because that's that's their purpose, isn't it, why they've been put on this planet? Or or are
1: all these species Mm. force-sensitive? Yeah, right. Big questions, big questions. And there's talk of like a felony verse. I hear that expression used a lot by lots of different Star Wars, you know, uh, influencers, content creators, so on and so forth. There's this word, felony verse. Does that imply, you know, maybe this could end up being an alternate timeline? You know, would Ooh. Star Wars dare to do something like that? um I, I, And I'm sure that conversation has come up. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm sure that conversation has come up Um, because like I think Jamie said earlier, I think this is going to uh, end up, you know, being the groundwork the foundation for other disney plus content other star wars shows especially with what disney said only a couple days ago you know they said yeah we're going to be focusing on disney plus we're going to be putting content out there you know we know cassian's in development obi-wan's in development but that's all of a different era um i think having ahsoka Baby Yoda, you know, a lot more force sensitives than we realize around in this time period. It could end up for some really interesting storytelling. And like you said, Ken, they've they've done it in another time period. So there's no reason why uh, they couldn't do it. Again, it's just I find in live action, like the rules just seem to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just me, the way I'm interpreting it. But it just seems like live action is, of course, gospel. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's what's going down everything else can eventually change everything else could eventually change live action I'm not so sure so I think they're gonna have to tread carefully here um I'm personally I'm very confident in Jon Favreau I'm confident in Dave Filoni uh do you guys think Dave Filoni is only gonna um increase in his power of his storytelling now that you know mandalorian was a success now that mandalorian 2 is coming do you think he's going to have a larger larger role and keep on telling
3: bigger stories uh you know let's not necessarily i mean he's it's part of the reason he was you know moved over here with this idea he is he is a great he knows star wars and and i think uh he and dave will tell you and and almost any interview uh uh he trained under George. He knows George's heart's on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um and and, and and Dave will if, if you read in interviews, he constantly will you know remind folks it ain't about the uh in that big speech in the Disney Gallery show. It, George is not interested in, in those canon details and the checklist of things I gotta get to. And he's interested in in, in the heart of the story and, and again the whys of what we're watching. And I think that's why I do trust Dave. I also trust John Favreau, and I think mm-hmm. he is in the power position here. And I think that's sometimes got to you. You pointed out, but I think some of the bigger fans got to remember this is John's show, not Dave's. Um, sure. sure, and Dave's gonna, you know, but he worked with John on the Clone Wars, and John knows House Vizsla, and and a lot of it makes sense um, to to expand it. But as far as I think, Flonie's still learning. I, I look, I, I episode five is my least favorite of of season one chapter five cool. and that felony wrote and directed now the tuscan raider stuff is actually some of my favorite stuff in season one of mandalorian that came from dave too so you know uh not not holding him to the flames too hard there um mm. yeah going, going back to the felony verse too i i just don't see definitely don't see a alternate timeline i think he has his own version of you know what he would have done um and I think he likes to mess with things a little bit. I'm convinced that, I'd be beyond a shadow of doubt that Jason Sandula is just him going cool, ha <laughs> ha. Have fun with this. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, I rambled a bit there about the man, the cowboy hat. But but yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there'll be a Felony verse. But I think a word that Ken used there very very important. All the words are important, Ken. But one particular word was was trust. And one out of four. By yeah. and large, yeah. <laughs> oh, by and large. Um, the fans trust him, you know, they trust Filoni and But on the other hand, I can't remember who said it earlier, but um, it was either Ken, Luke or Matty, but someone mentioned earlier that, one of the kind of uh, biggest challenges now for The Mandalorian is expectations, because it's got it now. It didn't have it. Well, we we had unknown expectations, I suppose, going into season one. But now, uh, I think it was Ken. Ken mentioned that now everybody has their own idea of what they want to happen with the characters and the direction That's they want the two story. two words, Jeremy, two going, words. Yeah, come on, Stangroon. <laughs> gonna roll. <laughs> and and that, could an be, that, that could be, you know, um, it's a fickle world these days, it seems to be, Star Wars uh, fandom. It's It's like a... Like a football manager, whether it's a round ball or 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 an egg uh, shaped mm. ball, uh, you're only as good as your last game. People soon yeah. can that trust can soon be broken. So, you know the way the fandom can turn. Um, yeah, but I think at the moment people trust Fellaini, but then that brings expectations and
0: and and the, and the pressure as well, doesn't it? That's it. I trust Dave and I trust John, what they've done with the man and Kathy and Michelle and everyone else behind the scenes who doesn't don't get enough credit for giving this and bringing this to the masses. I trust them as much as I trust them with Cassian and Kenobi, which I hope we can do a round table about that one day, guys. But um, so, OK, so kind of like if everything we've said now and all the hopes and fears and dreams and worries of Mando season two, Ken, Luke, Jamie, you get you, you're in charge for one episode and you and. And uh, Favreau says, look, guys, you've got great hair, great beards, you're handsome guys. You can have one thing, anything you want to happen in this episode. What, what, what's one thing you'd really like to see happen in this season? Ooh, Put you on the spot I mean, there.
3: Yeah, I definitely think we're going to hear Baby Yoda's first word. Uh, I don't know what, but I want that. Uh, Maggie Simpson style. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll that? Um, I don't know. I, I if if it's uh you know I really do love the character of Cobb Vance, so I, I love that. Hey, make it make it that character. Make it more than just a one off beat or a scene. Not that I need Cobb Vance to be in five of the eight episodes, but you know, give me something meaty about that character. Because mm-hmm. ex- exploring what he is, he is a self proclaimed sheriff uh, of this land that became lawless. Yeah, yeah, even it was already lawless, became more lawless after the Republic uh, the was Four formed and after Job was killed, and it became worse. And so he stands up for things, and that's what the character represents, and he possibly does it in Boba Fett's armor. So uh, give me something, give me the whys of Cobb Vant. Sweet. Mm. Jamie,
0: one thing you can have happen. Mm.
2: Do you know what? I would possibly, one thing that I don't want to happen, I would probably, I'd possibly keep baby Yoda or the child uh I'd probably still keep the mystery there in terms of its first words and what's the name of the species and maybe 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 I'd cave in and reveal it you know further down the line season wise but that's something I don't want to happen do you know what though? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that sort of contradicts a bit what I've said before about you know. Uh, embracing new characters, uh, which which also includes new planets, etc. But I would I would really like a return to uh, a familiar planet from the prequels, and that would be Kashyyyk. I really want to go back to Kashyyyk in Ooh. live action, like Wookiees. Like I, I've modelled my appearance on a Wookiee for quite some time now, as <laughs> as you guys know. And, and but I genuinely, I genuinely love Chewie is my favourite character, and Chewie doesn't mm. need to pop up in this for me. But I. I really enjoyed Kashyyyk in Revenge of the Sith, and we didn't spend enough time there for me.
1: Yeah. I'd like mm. to go back. Holiday special. Back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, Matty boy, um, I want to see some more world building. I want to see some, it, it doesn't have to be direct. Like I loved in Chapter 6, we saw a guy, uh, you know, piloting a ship or just basically stationed on a ship, and he was with the New Republic, and they spoke about the it was Matt Lanter, New wasn't it? Rep- it was matlanta yeah they they spoke about the new republic i want to see maybe a smidge not loads but a smidge more of that empire evolving into the first order Mm. you know the new republic why is there a a split-off group from the new republic called the resistance doesn't have to be big just very small things that kind of it just adds to that strong foundation of the sequel trilogy, and I think that's what we have as an opportunity here for these these Disney Plus shows. I think they can expand to that uh, sequel trilogy era just just wonderfully. So that's what I'm mm. really really hoping for, you know. And I'm going to throw it back to you, Matty Boy. End this show with a spicy one. What are you thinking, mate?
0: One word, Gideon. I want to see because Giancarlo Esposito who is excellent in most things he does even when he's not on screen i bet he's an absolute king at home as well i like Moth gideon i think he's got in the little that he did or in terms of screen time in the last two episodes of season one he has a presence you know the way he the way the commands everyone with such a respect the way he came down and he knew everything about all of our main characters you know to their names to where they've been to how they got to where they are even over the radio when um the stormtroopers, like you know, the moths killing people just for getting in the way. Basically, he, the guy's got a presence. I want to see Moff Gideon, and he's got the dark saber. Let's not forget, he's got the dark saber or a form of one. Anyway, I want to see Moff Gideon really be a menace in this season. I don't want him to be kind of like coming in every now and then to sort of just check how things are going. I want him to be a presence. I want him to really cause trouble for our heroes. And I want to see. He said that there's going to be some dark saber on dark on saber action. Give me that. I don't need lightsabers to make something Star Warsy. I don't need star- lightsabers to make the Mandalorian better. But Moff Gideon's got that light, dark saber, and I want to see him use it somehow. So I want to see Moff Gideon explored a lot more and given more screen time.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant, love it. Well, it it's been a spicy spicy round table. We're all proper excited for Mandalorian season 2. Uh before we close out, is there anything you guys want to add any other projects you're working on, Jamie? I know you've had some uh something spicy in the works, haven't you mate?
2: Uh yeah, um I'm I've totally changed my channel, so uh, it's going to have a new name. Uh, it's going to have some existing strands like the interviews I do with Star Wars actors, a few non-Star Warsy but still movie bits uh, and some new Star Wars bits, one of which uh, Ken's been helping me out with as well. So it's called Lightspeed Tonight and there'll be uh, more on that to come quite soon.
1: Yes. Good. Stay tuned. Stay tuned with Jamie Stangroom on that. And Ken, what about you, dude? I know Force Center is still going strong
3: yeah force center will be doing our mandalorian reports uh we're also in the middle of our clone wars report rewatch we're deep diving into those uh, episodes like we've we never really got the chance to uh because force center was uh, t- 2015 on so mm-hmm. uh only season seven we really got to take a deeper look so we're doing that uh, as for my own stuff yeah you can still get copies of why we love star wars out there wherever books are sold and then uh you know uh, my podcast as well like the knapsack files got a show i work uh, really hard on called Saturday Night Knapsack that i uh, just love doing um uh, getting back to my more of my comedy roots more than just uh talking about uh you know Star Wars which i love doing and is such a big important part of my life but uh you can find it all at uh, com.
0: sweet thank oh, you guys brutal. and you guys out there you know ken you know Jamie, but Go support them anyway. doesn't matter if you already are, go support them doubly because what these guys do in and around the fandom and in pop culture is, is fabulous. If you haven't seen the Empire Strikes Door, you really haven't lived, go check it out. If you haven't read Why We Love Star Wars, then your eyes need to get accustomed to that because it is incredible. I generally mean that. I've said it on other shows we've done as well. So please do go and support the guys. And I can't wait for this project that you've both collaborated on. Oh, yes.
3: I mean, it, it, it's all from the genius of Jamie's mind. I just, uh, you know, uh, I just made it great. <laughs> oh, Jamie. <laughs> it's true. It's Jamie, true. you spicy lad. What are you like, eh?
1: What are you <laughs> like? Thank you so much for joining us, guys. And uh, wish you all the best. And hey, here's to uh, Mandalorian season two. I'm going to have a cheeky little sip of my
0: Shiraz. Thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Enjoy season two, guys. We'd love to check in with how your predictions went. But until then, yeah, go check out Ken and Jamie's stuff. Keep listening to the sessions. And thank you for listening, guys.